0: Gotta stop leaving this shit out and allowing us to sit down and knock out another one for our legion of fans. Mm. <laughs> Welcome back, <Declamory>. everyone. They <laughs> are begging for another <laughs> to this real me podcast. I'm your host, Adam. My co-host, Jared, is beside me once again. Adam, tonight we are covering Wes Craven's 1984 classic, I guess you'd call it, mm. "A Nightmare in Elm Street." Before we get down to that business, though, let's uh, let's um, cover off on what we've been watching recently. Jared, I'm assuming you've been ramping up the, the film watching over the past week. Yeah, I got a few um, in there, not as many as I would have
1: liked, but we got to San Andreas. Obviously, we've gone into our thoughts on that one. We'll post a we'll post a review very soon. Um, I watched on Netflix. I watched a little action film called Falcon Rising, with Michael Jai White as the
0: star. <laughs> a Jai White vehicle. <laughs> a Jai White vehicle. Um, What's that, C-grade or D-grade? Probably pushing
1: C. I, I okay. D-grade's a little bit harsh. Okay. I actually didn't mind it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I was entertained.
0: Was there anyone else that we know of in it? Uh,
1: Other than Michael Neil Jai White, obviously. Neil McDonough. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and Layla Ali popped up for a little while. No, yeah, it was all right. I got a bit of time for Jai White because he's kind of this mix that you don't often get in the action movies. In that he's cut like a, he's not quite an Arnie level, but he's a massive unit. But he's a martial artist, hmm. so he's kind of brings a little bit of something different to the table. You don't often get that. Usually, that you get the, the the gun martial artists are uh, lean and edeline. sleek, sleek. Um, He's he's a massive unit but he does the martial arts stuff. It's no gem, but if you like sort of martial arts action movies, it's
0: worth a look. Does he bring acting to the table? No. Okay. No, so he's no, a martial artist, he's massive, much. but he does can't
1: act. Um No look, he's not he's not awful, but he's not not great. Okay. Put it this way though, I would uh, if you have thrown a Jai White picture or a Seagal picture at me, I'm taking. I think I'm taking Michael Jai White, to be
0: honest. What? <laughs> you watched, did, did you or did you not watch On Deadly Ground? I week? did, and that possibly <laughs> swung
1: swung me to the Jai White camp. <laughs> but no, I had to. Like I've seen him pop up recently in uh, the web series of Mortal Kombat. They cast him as Jax in that, and that was the web series was really cool. They were doing these little ten minute episodes, and they were very very good. Yeah. So that <laughs> that kind of um, that probably was part of the reason I, I decided to go for it, Falcon Rising. Um, I also checked out. Uh, well, I didn't quite finish it, but I've uh, after playing Alien Isol- Isolation, I decided to to go through the Blu-ray box. Hmm. So I've I've uh, watched Alien. Haven't haven't finished it, but I'm just about. Finished. How is it? Looking back, still good, still very good. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to Aliens to, to really sort of look at them side by side again but this one's very sort of I mean like I said last week the game says it in the title Isolation hmm. you know that the first movie sort of does a really great job of of, of just putting those people in that in that situation and that they're, they're all alone they're dealing with it all alone um, and yeah it's just I don't know it's a really really good good movie uh, I didn't quite recall until watching it again, that the sort of the lack of music and, and soundtrack in some mm. points kind of adds to that feeling of you just, you know, you've got silence other than a bit of dialogue and you just get, get moments of silence and things like that. But yeah, definitely glad I watched it again and I'll be working through the whole box eventually. Mm. So, okay.
0: mm. and yeah, other than
1: San Andreas, that was it.
0: Okay. I um, watched a. Bruce Willis action film called Tears of the Sun.
1: Mm. It was a war movie. I think you were the only bloke that ever really was championing that movie. I may
0: have been, um, but I liked it. I still like it. I still think it's good. It's not a great war movie. It's not in any stretch of the imagination, but it does the job and it does it pretty well. I watched Foxcatcher. Oh, yeah. Very slow burn. Very slow burn. It moves very methodically. And it's two hours and 15 minutes long, but it's worth it. Yep. it it's, it's, just, it's a really good movie. The acting's sensational from all of them. It's just a really interesting story. Mm. I believe in uh, classic Hollywood fashion, though,
1: true story with hefty portions of bullshit.
0: Yeah, I think there's a hefty portion of shit in there. But I believe the brother, the surviving brother... Yeah, he
1: he basically a, said it was pure crap.
0: Yeah, but then again, he also championed it before that, and he was mm. involved because I so it's hard to know what his motivations are. Well, look, I think he I think he said you know you just you go back and check the facts, and a lot of it is is made up. Yeah,
1: but that yeah. never got in the way of a good
0: movie. No, and it's a good movie. It yeah. it is a good movie. It's just it's quite long, and you really you know my wife and daughter watched watched it and weren't really particularly interested in it, whereas I could have you know. I was quite comfortable watching it. I enjoyed the fact that it was a bit slower and a bit more sort of just, just teasing out the, the character. Yeah. Um, especially of the Steve Carell, the guy Steve Carell played. Uh, and I also watched a found footage Bigfoot movie called Exists. Mm. Now, bear with me here because I know that this has been basically a one-star film in a lot of reviews. And I hate found footage. I can't stand found footage films. I think that they're the most ridiculous thing you could... Po- especially in horror. You're up to your neck in the shit and you're still fucking filming? Why? Just mm. drop the camera and get the whole ass out of there. Yep. This one, the first 40 minutes, I thought were really good. And the reason was, they, they went up to this cabin in the, in the bush... They were doing it for to make YouTube videos, basically. So the guy was bringing all these GoPros and shit, and they had GoPros attached to everything. So this is fairly. Uh, I could cop that. I could kind of cop it. It's, it's well, it's fairly realistic. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you've it's seen it's a
1: few a of these Bigfoot hunters on TV and things like that. Monster <laughs> Quest. <laughs>
0: Monster um, Quest. And That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> they strap cameras to trees. Yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. And that's that. basically what. But there was like, just a couple of little bits. Early on. There's a scene where they're driving along um, in the night going towards the cabin or in the early morning and one of the blokes in the front seat is asleep and he's got a beard and the guys in the back seat are playing silly buggers and try and light his beard on fire mm. and they're, they're, they've got a camera on him at the same time and then, you know, all that shenanigans, they hit something. They come out and they have a look and they think it's a deer and whatever and they get back in the car and then he's back, he's rewinding back the footage of them burning his beard and as they're burning his beard, you see something go running across the fucking road and get hit. Mm. And you can tell, he keeps rewinding it and keeps rewinding it. And you can tell it's obviously something on, four, on two legs and hairy. And then a couple of bits in a row. One was he's watching this couple sort of making out across the way and he's, you know, he's commentating about how I shouldn't be doing this and then you just see the fucking ridge line just above them and then suddenly something goes and just starts moving through the trees and you can just make out that it's human it's a human sort of figure but that's it and actually the probably the best bit of the whole movie was the guy is riding because their car's fucking ruined and they're stuck and he decides right I'm riding out of here I, I know the way back you know, I've, I've been in these woods before because like, they bought bikes and stuff with them he gets on the bike and he's riding, he's got a GoPro on his helmet and he starts hearing something in the bushes and he turns like that and the, the GoPro picks up this thing basically running beside him mm-hmm. within about 20 metres of him yeah. and because of all the trees you can't actually see exactly what it is, but you know it's obviously Bigfoot. Problem is after 40 minutes we've set all the stuff up and we've you know trapped these people and and it just kind of fucking grinds along for another forty minutes, <laughs> and I just and the camera work becomes increasingly hard to see, and we've got a lot of night vision shots and stuff, and it's really poor that back end. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, you haven't really sold it. <laughs> I'm not. I don't out think the thing. I was trying to sell it. Some would yeah. say. Put it this way, I would have dismissed this offhand immediately. Yeah, I got a strange, got a strange fascination
1: with. The found footage and the Bigfoot—I think they're two things that go well together—and unfortunately, the ones that seem to have been done so far, like Lost Coast tapes and this one, don't seem to get a lot of buzz. Will- I Willow think, Creek was another yeah, one. I think that Willow just Creek's. Wasn't. Well, I think that's probably been the best received out of all of them.
0: But yeah, I, I can see why you why you'd watch these. I tell you what, I, my problem is—I I think it would work. But you need it to be a proper film with found footage elements included.
1: Because yeah, you can't found,
0: fucking see anything half the time. Yeah, That's the problem. The found footage thing, I'm not
1: huge on it. I think it does work best when you get something like... Personally, I think the best one is recently is Chronicle. Because it found a really good way to to keep you in the found footage. But also come up with some decent sort of static shots and stuff like that. It had a fairly solid explanation for why that would happen. But, yeah, it's really difficult to watch an entire movie of it just sort of shaking around and jumping. That's probably why the Paranormal Activity ones have been good because you get, say, Paranormal Activity 3, I recall, did it really well how it started introducing um, uh, laptop cameras and... and Um, and things like that. So they had elements where you weren't just walking around with someone shaking yeah. and stuff like that. They had static cameras, and you know they those movies have used security footage, and it, it's exactly what you said. It sort of breaks it up. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's I think that's what they need. To do. It, look,
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it unless you're a fan footage aficionado. But for me, it was interesting that I actually felt kind of pretty happy with it forty minutes in. Because I don't like, I don't particularly like found footage. I think it gets used way too much, and it's kind of stupid. But in this case, I was pretty impressed for forty minutes. And the, the, the monster is actually done by um, Weta. Yeah. Weta Workshop. So it's it's pretty good. The special effects look pretty good, and convincing. Yep. But yeah, it's not a it's not a must see. Put it that way. Right. That's my my lot done.
1: We'll take Literally. a quick break.
0: And then we'll come back with our main event, A Nightmare on Elm Street. From Wes Craven, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's something out there, isn't there? She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one will survive. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Nightmare on Elm Street, rated R. 1984's Night- A Nightmare on Elm Street follows Nancy Thompson and her friends as they have dreams and nightmares about a burned, razor-gloved killer by the name of Freddy Krueger. That's the basic synopsis of the film. It's obviously a lot deeper than that when you get into it. Written and directed by Wes Craven. He, obviously, we know him from Scream, The Hills Have Eyes, and The Last House on the Left... And produced by Robert Shea. Um, he produced a hell of a lot of movies as the head of New Line Cinema. And surprisingly enough, actually New Line Cinema was was just about in the toilet when Elm Street was released, I believe. And mm. they made quite a bit of money on it and it turned still the fortunes it, around. Still call it the house that Freddie built. That's mm. right. It stars Heather Langenkamp as Nancy Thompson. She's in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, a TV show called Just the Ten of Us. I and mean, surprisingly, Star Trek Into Darkness... Right Hmm. She also did a guest spot on 18 Wheels of Justice So (laughs) you probably saw her on that (laughs) You were a fan if I'm not mistaken Uh, I think I might have seen one or two episodes and couldn't get over the title I always used to laugh at the title (laughs) Robert England is Freddy Krueger He was in The Adventures of Ford Fairlane V and Urban Legend John Saxon is um, Nancy's father Lieutenant Donald Thompson He was in Enter the Dragon New Nightmare, which is the seventh Freddy Krueger movie, I believe. Yep. And from Dusk Till Dawn, <clears throat> Ronnie Blakely plays Marge Thompson. She was in Nashville, returned to Salem's Lot, and she hadn't hasn't had any credits since 1990. Right. And, of course, Johnny Depp plays Glenn Lance. Uh, I think we all know who he is and what movies he's been in. Yeah. We all know his dogs, too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Almost killed here in Australia. <laughs> uh, the budget for this movie was $1.8 million, and the box office was a very tidy $26.5 million for a low-budget flick. Jared, mm. general thoughts, mate? Because we go back away with this one too. Yeah. Look, I still I still love it. Uh, there's elements of it that have not aged well,
1: but I think overall the things that I really loved about it still hold up for the mm. most part. I reckon I'd peg it at four and a half. I don't think I could go to the five stars. I think it's just there's a couple of things about it that just dropped off a little bit. Whereas when I look at something like a Halloween, I think it has more of a more of a timeless quality about it. But overall, I still I still hold this
0: one as a as a real classic of the genre. Four and a half out of five. Yeah, look, I'm going to go a bit lower. I'm going to go four. I like you. I think this is a great film. I think the idea behind it is an... An incredible one um, it has aged as you know these sort of movies do low budget early 80s it's likely to not be looked upon the same way and it doesn't quite hit the heights of a Halloween but it is a very good movie and it still has those moments uh, that stick with you and I, th- I just think Freddy Krueger you can see why Freddy Krueger became a an icon I guess by the way he was done in in this film, even though he's actually only on screen for about seven minutes, I believe is the actual number. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. But he was a really, really well-crafted killer. Let's jump into the likes. There's a fair bit that we did like about this movie. I think, uh, going back to what I said before, the idea of a killer... Stalking you in your dreams where you have no way of escaping other than trying to wake up. You've got to stay awake for the rest of your life if you don't want to run into him, is a great idea. Yeah. It's an excellent premise that makes for a really good sort of horror film.
1: Yeah, I think at its heart it's a slasher. It still is a slasher movie, but it's got that real sort of ace in the hole that it creates that scenario where he kills you in your dreams and you cannot avoid that. Um, and that was really the ace in the hole The premise is fantastic And yeah. where, you know, I mean It was sort of a stroke of luck in some ways For Wes Craven, I guess Because he sort of had that He came across it in newspaper articles Yeah, he did So about the, the um, I can't remember what country it was But he read about kids that had complained about, you know
0: not being,
1: um, not being able to sleep. And and ha- having nightmares. Ha- and terrible sleep. nightmares and then died in their sleep. So <clears> he sort of stumbled across the idea and combined it with something else that happened to him in his life to to really come up with an absolute gem of an idea.
0: Yeah, and I think the one thing the film does really well is blurs the line between when you're awake and when you when the characters are awake and when they're actually asleep.
1: Yeah, there does is. Does a really
0: good job of that
1: for the most part. Yeah, there's points where you are guessing.
0: Well, yeah. like, are they Are they or are they not? And that, yeah, that kind of adds something to it. Freddy is a really sort of creepy, sleazy kind of character. There's something about him that's... I know that they never actually specifically state that he was a pedophile or a child molester. Yep. They always say he's a child killer, and I like the idea of cutting back just a little bit and, you know, make up your own mind, you know, yeah. just... Your imagination's worse than anything that they could possibly come up with, I'm sure. Yeah. But because of the way he's portrayed, you know, a lot of the uh, sticking his tongue out and all that kind of stuff, obviously there is that element. Yeah,
1: it didn't It didn't go, it didn't step over that line and, and go into that territory, which I like because, again, I've sort of expressed about certain things that I don't particularly see as entertainment, and that mm. would be one of them, but... There was certainly sort of insinuation there But like you said You make up your own mind about that And to me that was, this, that was the cardinal sin of the remake mm. That's why this one is, is so much better Is that it doesn't go into that territory It doesn't have that sort of sleaziness uh, you, you sort of described him as a sleazy character And he is But it's kind of Again it's all what you're thinking yes. He only ever is called a child killer
0: you know, that was just a word I used because that's how I sort of saw him. Well he is. He um, is. From watching it last night. And yeah. I think it's because of those that look on his face and that that yeah, that kind of laugh he gives and the yeah. the sort of the cackle that he gives and he he um he sticks his tongue out a lot and all that kind of stuff just mm. comes across as very sleazy and I think that's part of the the kind of the creepiness of him.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I, w- I would say it's a fair fair description.
0: And then adding that glove, which I think is an incredibly effective weapon.
1: The glove was a stroke of genius. Yeah.
0: Because back then your, your killers were knifing people and yeah. they didn't talk and things like that. And this this Freddie really broke that open.
1: Yeah, and these were all the things that set him apart, you know, the 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 glove, um the sweater. I think it's I can't remember exactly what it is, but I think Wes Craven researched it and found that red and green were the two most difficult colours for the human eye to process together. So there's some real thought put into the character. Yeah. And i got to give Robert England some credit too. I remember, you know, I used to see him in interviews or commentaries and things like that and I thought, geez, he talks a lot and he's a bit annoying and stuff like that. But once you listen to him for a while or um, I read his book as well and I think
0: You've was it a book him, or was it a pamphlet? No, it was a book. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. He tried. To, he tried <laughs> to
1: go into other movies, but you know, it was, it was mostly not. Really okay. so there was a lot else to talk about. But I think yeah. you got to give him some credit for what he did. Mm. He talks about little things like how he, uh, how he sort of slouched the hand that was with the glove because that was his weapon, and he made it like you know a gunslinger. What would a gunslinger yeah. do? That was his weapon. And it, I think if you look at it. You see, the, the, the slouch is iconic. You know, yeah. that, that pose that you always see Freddie in, it's kind of slouch and things like that. I think he actually deserves a lot more credit than I actually thought he did initially. Hmm. And,
0: uh, yeah, I think he's a massive part of why the character became... So, so famous popular. and so, so yeah. popular, yeah. I mean, obviously Craven left the series for the most part throughout the 80s. Hmm. Um, other than writing Nightmare 3 or having a partial yeah. ride of Nightmare 3 and then came back for New Nightmare in the early 90s, I think. Which, personally, I think are the three. Uh, the three best, best films, yeah. yeah. So he knew the character very well, but England brings, brings something to it. Now I believe there was another actor who had been hired. Yeah, prior part to two that. though, yeah. And I think it, there's about five seconds of footage on... Never sleeping well, yet. no. There was actually another actor hired to play Freddie for the first one, and he'd done the makeup oh, right. tests and everything. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then he had to pull out because of scheduling. Yeah. And then they were a bit concerned because they didn't think they had they'd be able to find someone. Yeah. And so Eng- England sort of. He made the role his own,
1: yeah. And well, he did get replaced again. Remember
0: in yeah, part two, how yeah, they yeah. shot they shot some of it with a stuntman. Yeah, that's right. And then they realised the
1: stuntman was walking like Frankenstein. Yeah, that's and right. And they thought, was "Geez, we're stuffed up here." I believe so that they, was in
0: the um, naked bum been scene in the Shailas. Is that <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't remember if it was that particular yeah, scene. Yeah, I think it was. Let's uh, we'll leave that for another time because <laughs> that will get covered. What the naked bum? Or? No, no, just <laughs> not real street two. Oh. Yeah, so Robert England. Unlike your 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 Michael's and your Jason's, you had to have the same guy in yeah, the suit. You, yeah, you,
1: exactly. And that's I think initially they thought it was Michael or Jason, but then once they replaced it, they <clears> realised that England actually did have a bit of a little bit of purchase on the character. I guess he he did he did put a lot into it.
0: Yeah, the atmosphere of this movie is far far better than any of the other franchise slasher franchises. There's a real ominous feeling about it. Yeah, and it kind of keeps you on your toes. Yeah,
1: I think I don't know if I would say it's far better than any of the any of the other franchises because I think Halloween ha- had a really good atmosphere as well. But I think this one's different. Um, the the whole sort of boiler room and that's that sort of thing. It, it was different, but I think it was probably equally as good <clears throat> of, in in terms of creating that atmosphere. Well, the
0: boiler room in particular, you know, the 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 dark shadows, the the steam, steam so. The you know The condensation That way it just seems to sort of never end Yeah It it really sort of Keeps things You know the, the rusted metal And all that kind of stuff It makes you feel a little bit Kind of On edge Yeah um, And it Because that always sort of comes in In the In the dream sequences I think it really lends a touch of Yes we're dreaming But it's kind of realistic It's It's mm-hmm. kind of normal This is what Perhaps the boiler room might look like downstairs in the high school. Yeah, and going back to the character, I think the
1: fact that Freddy can talk added to that as well. Oh, yeah. Because you could just sort of get that little, you know, you could get that cackle that you were talking about and things like that that you don't get from Freddy and uh, that you don't get from Michael and Jason.
0: Personality. Yeah. And personality is not not a strength of those other two. And that was possibly to, to the detriment in some of the
1: later movies, but in this one it's definitely a positive. Yeah. But it was, it, was,
0: it was a detriment back when there were power gloves and. Yeah, now. We get Witch of the West and all that sort of and, uh, shit. Uh, yeah. When he was quipping, when he became a. So that was the problem with Freddy. I guess that's the downside of Freddy. He became like a, some sort of jokester. Well, that was the. Yeah, that was a big, big issue from probably. It started in part three, but
1: I am a massive part three Yeah, man. well, I part actually, three
0: f- tread the line well enough. I actually
1: think it? I'd probably have to watch him again, but my. Feeling is that part three is actually I, I prefer it to part one Yeah But From part four onwards Definitely it was just Yeah Joking
0: and quipping And <laughs> it on And it just got a bit much I I'm actually A big fan of those scenes With Tina In the body bag
1: Yeah That was really crazy. That's creepy. really
0: unsettling Sort of shit Yeah it's and That's little... that whole scene Where the guy's um, He's giving the poem up front Yeah And then he's talking normally and then it just cuts and she looks over and sees Tina. Next thing you know, he's talking in this whisper and it's really kind of creepy. And then she looks and says, Nancy, help me. Yeah. And she's in the body bag and that's creepy shit. One of
1: the great scenes, one of the iconic scenes and obviously not as scary now, but even still, even right now, it could give you a little bit of a shiver. Yeah. Um, And the, the imagery, like the... Dragging of the of Leaving the blood trail Down the middle of the hallway And yeah. then The
0: body being dragged by Nobody, Like an invisible, yeah, just sort of, invisible yeah,
1: hands. Just Just really creepy stuff
0: Yeah And then look The nursery rhyme And all that sort of stuff Fits into that creepy category as well
1: Nursery rhyme fits perfectly Because it's because
0: really it's, Sort of dreamy Like whenever you
1: see those girls Yeah And it's You know Being the child killer hmm. It's kids It's kids You know Reciting the rhyme And And that sort of thing It's Yeah Really Definitely another sort of Masterstroke, creepy as something that comes up in all,
0: all the movies from that point on. Speaking of Masterstrokes, Rod Lane, the first lines he <laughs> utters in the entire movie. I know you
1: love him. You love it. Almost as much as you love a, a, a you know, snow-covered mountain or a <clears> pristine <throat> lake.
0: His first lines are, I woke up with a heart on this morning. <laughs> Followed by, I believe she makes a crack about the size of his penis, and he follows it with, up yours with a twirling lawnmower <laughs> Yeah,
1: you were you. That set you off. That's you brilliant. loved it. <laughs> classic, classic teenage dialogue. Mate. Yeah, classic. Uh, classic slasher movie. Uh, Kid loved it.
0: Any
1: other? <laughs> any other movie, and you know, I probably would have been, you
0: know, get rid of that mate, immediately. <laughs> get rid of him. I do like Nancy. Yep. I actually think she works well in this movie um, as a solid final girl, and she look. No disrespect to Heather Langenkamp, and and Heather Langenkamp's certainly not ugly, but there's a more of a normal, everyday sort of high schooler. Yeah. Well, that was to her than the bleach blonde. Cheerleading yeah. type That you tend to get In some of these movies That now. was the thing That I, I got from
1: it I was never a big fan Of her acting I think there's parts In the In the, in the movie Where she sort of Sticks out as, as not Being a very good actress But There's also parts Where she You know Has to Has to stand up And be Strong and um, as you said, vulnerable. Vulnerability. She plays that sort of stuff pretty well, mm. and and that vibe of looking like a normal teenager. That helps the movie. I think she's not. She's not. You know, like in the remake, they're all you yeah. know, out of a, a American Apparel catalog. Or
0: something. <laughs> um, obviously. I believe you pointed this out quite heavily, but what was she wearing? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because you you sort of coined a phrase, didn't you? Well, I did sort of,
1: um, (laughs) I guess I say that normal teenager. In the 80s, what she was wearing was normal. Now, not so much. I believe it was a a sweater and Chino two-piece. That we coined the Sweeno Combo. Ha. She, she
0: was rocking the Sweenos in a couple of scenes, yeah, she She up for the majority of the, the movie. Yeah. Um, she then, at the end, went for the Sweeno and Shorts Combo <laughs> with the pulled-up socks. Yeah, that didn't Didn't, didn't really fly. But, yes, I think as far as a final girl goes, she is... As good as they probably got in this series, yeah. Um, to be honest, She's I think not. the series lost. Admittedly, the second one had a final girl who was a guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually look at the way the movie set up, but I think she does a credible enough job. Yeah. Outside own. of her, I think um, part three again is the only yeah, one yeah. that
1: really stands out for me. She's the only one in the series, I guess, that you would. Uh, you would call, yeah, real, real classic, real memorable.
0: Yeah. Uh, even in part three, it's more of a sort of collective. Yeah, because she was in that one. She was in that. And there was also the other kids. Yep. And the last like that I have is that the, the blood coming up out of the bed, is still works. Mm. I think it still looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, the, the effects were obviously done on
1: a budget, but most of them still hold up. Yeah. The, the bed... Yeah, the blood bursting from the bed, the Tina being thrown around the room, yeah, still works. The the wall, where they just made the wall out of lycra, yeah, being so yeah, yeah. pushed through, it, that actually still looks fine. better than it did in the remake.
0: Well, the remake when they the went for CGI, order.
1: yeah, and and I think the the sort of the lycra wall looked better. So for the most part, the effects still still hold up. They had a couple of really effective ones done. Really cheaply Like one where they just You know Went with a double And bathed it in darkness hmm. So that um, You know When she ran away And then sort of Stopped for a second You could have Robert Englund jump out As Freddie yeah. And make it appear Without any sort of You know Computer or, or Cutting at all That Hey this You know Freddie's gone from here to here in the, in the blink of an eye Yeah So things like that Were done really well For the yeah. For the budget I think Dislikes Hmm. There's probably more than no, I would expect from a yeah,
0: No, there's there's more than I would have remembered in the past, and some of them are probably minor. If we're honest, they're actually quite minor in the scheme of things. Number one, Sweetos. Sweet. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Sweetos. <laughs> I believe Rod Lane might have also had um zippers on his jeans. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. Because he was a musician. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Fucking <laughs> <Like> asshole. <an> <laughs> <laughs> it's a of phrase from Housemate, Horror? Yeah, that's right. Fucking like asshole. <laughs> Freddy's accordion arms. You know, where he's walking down the, he's walking down the alley and he's sort of spreading his arms wide to sort of show mm. she can't get past him. Yeah. And he's dragging his blades against the brickwork. Looks terrible. Yeah. It, it does. looked bad in '84. Um, It doesn't look any... It looks awful now. Yeah,
1: it's probably this
0: standout special... Because you can tell that those arms are actually on the actor. Yeah. And he's moving so slowly because obviously they're heavy... He looks like one of the Thunderbirds. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Look, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all, and it kind of and takes actually, away from him slightly. It actually kind of looks like
1: an accordion in the middle. Like, it <laughs> that's
0: That's a bit of a problem. Yeah, it's, it's not the best special effects going around. Yeah. Nancy's mum, Ronnie Blakely, who, mind you, was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. In 1975. Yep. She's just, I don't know, she doesn't get the tone right. I reckon you've got, you got it in for Blakely because I
1: didn't, Or you said it from the outset and I saw, I watched it pretty closely. I didn't think she was
0: that bad. She was too. You, just, you got it in for her. Maybe it was just, she just didn't quite fit the material properly or didn't quite have a handle on exactly how to to do it. But she just seems like she doesn't quite know when to, Get hysterical or whatever, or you know, at the right yeah. points. So it just sort of felt that she's just a uh, hair off um, from some of the hitting some of the marks that she should have. She's also got the worst tan in movie history. Yeah, the tan is bad. Now, now we we talk tans and on deadly <laughs> ground. Okay, <laughs> this is beyond that level, and that yeah. was pretty bad. It's like she's kind of between George Hamilton and an Oompa Loompa sort she's of level. Orange. She is. She looks like a pumpkin. That is actually orange. She looks like a pumpkin. Yeah. She's really heavily tanned. But just, she's probably the least, she's the actress or the actor that doesn't quite get it right. The rest of them are all fairly fine. Yeah, Johnny Saxon brings that little touch of gravitas to the the movie Mm. that it it probably needs. I reckon that's because you're mesmerised by his hair.
1: Who, Saxon? Saxon. There's something about his hair. <laughs> is he gonna, it just doesn't move? Is it's he rocking
0: of, a combo? Well, every was,
1: time I was looking at it, I was kind of. I beehive? Been, I should have been listening <laughs> to what he was saying, but I was just thinking, is that a rug? <laughs> <laughs> I think surely <laughs> I'm it's a rug. Sure it was a
0: rug, he must. But I was mesmerised. You you would have seen Into the Dragon, wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: I've he seen didn't it get kicked
0: dragon. off. He? <laughs> <laughs> <Possibly>. <laughs> kicked in the
1: face. And you just see his hair go. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, he's wearing a rug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the synth score, the score is good. Scores those really little good. piano beats. Yeah, da, 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 da,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, it works a bit like Halloween when yeah. when it's going with that. And then
0: a, a chase scene busts out and suddenly, there's this Axel F style synthesizer that comes in. Yeah, I was
1: kind of when the when the music kicked in, I thought to myself. Are we like playing the Nightmare on Elm Street game on Commodore sixty four or something? We got Fuck, <laughs> <little
0: Freddy. laughs> yeah.
1: We've seen him. got these little sort of you know, it's you know, it just it really the the keyboard, guitar. Yeah, it really dates the film in the eighties, and it's really hard to look at that film, look at that those particular scenes. I think it only happens in two or three scenes, but those scenes. Take away from Freddy being scary because he got distracted yeah. by and the, the look, distracted by the keytar. The problem
0: with <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that when they use it is they have a tendency to use it when when there's a chase on. Yeah, and it 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 saps a little bit of the 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 sort of oomph yeah. from it. Yeah, because you're just sitting there going. It Probably <laughs> didn't, this you shit? know it didn't in '84 because that was oh, in '84 <laughs> everyone in the theater was dressed like Michael Jackson out of thriller. So <laughs> yeah, they, they loved
1: yeah. it um, um, yeah yeah they were all bobbing their their, their Jerry curls along with the <laughs> <laughs> along with the, the synth um, but yeah it does it does take away from the scares in those particular scenes
0: yeah and speaking of those chase scenes and this is probably a minor issue but I sort of feel I had to bring it up. There's a couple of scenes where the, where he's ch- there's one where he's chasing Tina early on, mm. and there's one later where he's chasing Nancy, and honestly, they're not putting in the hard efforts. No, they're kind of sort of dawdling along. With Fre- even Freddie's sort of just backing up, backing up, slowing up, slowing. Up. Okay, now <laughs> I'm Cliffy moving Young to, Shuffle. You know what I mean? Like it, it looks like they're not. Nobody's
1: running for their life. No, no, definitely not. There's times where Freddie does it, and you can sort of take it as he's toying
0: yeah. with them.
1: But there's one in particular near the end where Nancy's just, she's not even breaking the seventy five percent. I reckon, not even trying. She,
0: she feels she's got he,
1: she's got him beat.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's just saying bolting
1: it. She's pulling <laughs> it up late. She's in a yeah, she's just in just a for most of it.
0: The one thing that I th- I still don't understand about the movie, and it's probably the only, it's it's again it's a minor dislike. But it's because I don't actually know what the where they were going, what they were going for here. But remember when Mum catch we, they bust in and Freddie's on top of Mum and he's on fire and everything, and then they throw the um, doona over it. Yeah. And they pull it back, and freddie has gone, and Mum's a skeleton, and she's kind of sinking into the bed and she lifts her hand up. Yeah. And then. This, everything The bed goes back to solid It looked like crap For starters The skeleton
1: <laughs> Well the skeleton lifting the hand Looked like a You know uh, The ghost train at the Canberra show Or something But um Yeah I was kind of looking I think we both looked at each other And we were like
0: What's that about I don't actually know what that was I don't Yeah It I kind of like It pushes into the realm of ghosts and stuff And the movies Had no, never mentioned anything of that nature And it's a, yes, there's supernatural elements to this movie. Maybe they
1: were of the same thinking of you and thought the skeleton might give a, give a better performance, a more nuanced performance Perhaps. or something.
0: Well, it was under tanned, I can
1: tell you <laughs> that much. Yeah, no, I didn't get that. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I I don't really know what that was. I, I'm, you know, I'm easily confused, <laughs> but did it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that's a slight misstep. Maybe it was not necessary, but I guess then you needed that all to disappear so he could come up out of the bed. Is that what it was? She was dragged into hell? No, no. Why why are we asking? (laughs) (laughs) The the fact that we're once again embroiled in something so stupid (laughs) gives this uh, podcast absolutely zero credence. (laughs) Okay. We'll take a break now. That's the end of the Nightmare on Elm Street discussion. A solid one. I still believe it's a four-star film. I'm, I'm happy with it and I can watch it. I think this time around we found a few more things in it that don't quite work for us anymore, but still a very good film. So we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with a little discussion topic. In the most high and palmy state of Rome, a little ere the mightiest Julius fell. The grave stood tenantless, and the sheeted dead did squeak and gibber in the Roman streets. As stars with trains of fire and dews of blood, disasters in the sun and the moist air, Hannah's influence, Neptune's empire stands. Yeah, In honour of Johnny Depp, being this being his first film, Nightmare on Elm Street being his first film, we're actually going to discuss uh, big stars who started off in horror flicks. And we're going to give it a more of a the good, the bad, the ugly. That's how we're going to cover it. So we're going to look through a few big, star- big names. I'm going to look at the movie that they originally starred in. And we're going to decide if it's good, bad or ugly. Now, in Johnny Depp's case, it was good. Now, he gets in in a, in a, in a low-budget flick that's got, ends up being a hit and a well-received hit. Mm. So I that's a good... Both the, both the movie and the performance were good for that one. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Depp was fine yep. in the role. Um, some other good ones, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. I can't think of too many others.
1: That really hit a brick wall. No,
0: no, <laughs> but how, how many other goods... Would there be that we could really know... Yeah, you can definitely say off the top of your head.
1: Well, let's get into it. And okay. Th- and find Matthew out.
0: McConaughey. That Texas Chainsaw. Ugly. The Next Generation.
1: That movie stinks to high heavens. I've seen it once and I've never gone back.
0: Is is um, Renee Zellweger also yeah, in that? Yeah, she's in it. Fuck, that's a double banger in the ugly role. Yeah, she was... My
1: recollection is that she was just sort of there. She was just, you know, standard horror movie. My recollection know. is
0: that McConaughey was fucking frothing at the McConaughey mouth. McConaughey was hamming
1: like, <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Um, but the movie, God, it's just, it was horrible. Isn't there aliens it, in it <laughs> at the end? There's some Something's, like right. We won't go too that. far. <laughs> either, but it was, again, it was another one where we finished up with a scene that made me go, what? <laughs> what was that all about? McConaughey had a had a leg that was controlled by like a, a VCR remote control and things like this. Yeah, it was just.
0: I don't remember any of this. But ugly. <laughs> Everything was ugly. Okay, George Clooney, Return to Horror High. Can't comment. I've seen it. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> it's the the bad. It's not the ugly. It's the bad. Okay. Okay. It's not. He's. It's not great work. He's pretty ordinary. Yep. Tom Hanks Haven't seen this he one He knows either. you're alone Saw it recently Fucking terrible oh. What about him? Yeah he's fine But he's only in it for like 10 minutes maybe Right Um. He's, he has got a perm Yep In it He's pretty handy as an actor You could probably see There was a bit of talent But the movie is just ridiculous It's just awful Hmm. Oh, Seems like there's a theme here well, it's it's again it, I think it's an ugly I'd call it an ugly Right Because it's okay. really slow too Yep Okay Jennifer Aniston um, Leprechaun um. <laughs> Have you actually I'd seen always, this well, shit recently?
1: I, oh, I haven't seen it Well, defining recently Probably not I reckon, you know, recently would be in the last couple of years I haven't seen it but I remember Have you purchased it. this movie? No, I haven't. No, you've never purchased it. But I remember watching it with the knowledge of who she was. Hmm. She definitely had a nose job after <laughs> Leprechaun. I think that's pretty clear. She
0: well that's basically good. She 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 started Leprechaun, she watched it in the in the cinemas or whatever. She went, Fuck. I need to have a nose job so no one recognises me. It stands out.
1: <laughs> it's pretty noticeable.
0: Yeah. Good, probably bad, the, ugly. Bad.
1: probably yeah. the bad. Probably the bad. Although, I've got to say, the movie sucks, but there's Obviously. a couple of scenes in there that just make me laugh every time, like the pogo stick and the little car and things like that. I giggle every time, <laughs> time where they speed
0: up footage to make the car look really fast. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's amusing. <clears throat> Obviously, um, Leprechaun 4 in the hood is probably a good, is it? Uh, maybe a good. Back to the hood probably ugly. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. There's Look. not one inch of Kevin we have not covered on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, <nice laughs> one. straight bang, back into straight it. it. Straight back into
1: it. <laughs> um, probably going the good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both the performance <laughs> and the film. <laughs> and I'm not even making. I'm not even making jokes, and you're laughing. You're anticipating double <laughs> entendres and things like. That. <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: not there. Yeah, they're not there. Yeah, that joke has has run its course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've rubbed that one out completely. <laughs> <laughs> God, we are just fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, I
1: believe you had Amy Adams on there
0: too. Yeah. Yeah, Amy Adams. Hang on, let me Psycho just have a look here. Psycho Beach Party. Psycho Beach Party. I've been trying to track that down for a while.
1: Well, I have seen it. Right. <laughs> uh, I remember really not liking it but I don't think i will put it in ugly. I think it was probably a spoof, the spoof, wasn't it? Probably the bad. Yeah, it was a spoof. It's just, yeah. Well, it wasn't, it was kind of, I wouldn't say spoof necessarily. Like, it, it was a, it was taking the piss, but it was sort of semi-serious as well. Like, right. It
0: wasn't like Naked Gun. It was kind of a slasher movie that was playing with things a little bit. Okay. Hillary Swank, I have here listed under Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I think we'd be more likely to say it in terms of a... More substantial role Sometimes they come back again Yes That's a bad I don't think that's an ugly Ugly For me Ugly Ugly Fuck
1: It was pretty poor I I, I I used to love (laughs) Sometimes they come back Yeah the the original I purchased the Blu-ray Not long ago I lent it to a mate After watching it And I said I'm sorry I, I really sort of Put the expectations High on this one But you can keep this I don't want it back.
0: Was it that it bad? didn't
1: hold up at all. I still really like the idea,
0: yeah.
1: but the movie, I just had the rose-coloured glasses on for some reason and, yeah, just didn't hold up.
0: Okay. And so you're saying that's one, ugly? The second one was terrible, so oh, I'm yes. going with ugly. That's okay. Jennifer Connelly, Phenomena? Haven't seen it. I have. I would actually say it's good, surprisingly, because I'm not really an Argento guy. I'm not a... Uh, uh, um, a guy who's into that type of European stuff, which is all style and not a lot of substance, but it's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, and it's quite creepy, and it's got a yeah, it's got a very good, interesting vibe to it. So I'd say that was a good Kate Beckinsale, Haunted. Uh, Anyone? No, I haven't okay. seen it. Okay, we're gonna have to go no nah, on that one. <laughs> We just give it a bad. Was well a yes. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay let's have a guess. Bad bad. Elden Hanson Hansen, Henson, who was in the butterfly effect, I believe. Uh, he was in Jaws of Revenge. So that's probably an ugly. Right. Never I don't actually know the bloke well. There's no picture of him. Right. I know it. Right. Alright, okay. Julia Louis Dreyfus was in I'm troll. The boy in... No, I don't think it is. Anyway, continue. Julia Louis Dreyfus was in troll. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll say it's a bad because it's not troll two. Yeah, troll two was an ugly. Troll two was an ugly, yeah, exactly. So I'm saying troll. Yeah, yeah. I would I would be happy with that. Jason Alexander, the Bernie. Good. Yeah. Except his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Daisy Jukes, wasn't he? And I think he may have also had a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just because we know Mr. Costanza. He might have been young enough to have hair uh, at that point. Uh, mate. Yeah, it, but it's just really bad hair. <laughs> and it kind of looks like a bad wig. It's just because we know him as Costanza <laughs> and he's always bald. That that movie was also a first for Holly Hunter and Fisher Stevens. Who are you <laughs> no, no, Fisher
1: Stevens? He was the bloke that was um. Dolled up as an as a uh, Indian or Pakistani yeah, or something. For short sort of circuit, circuit. film?
0: Yeah. 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 That's the one. Good one <laughs> short well circuit. Cutting edge when it comes to, you know, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Patricia Arquette, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Good. Definitely good. Yep. Yeah. And, and she's actually very good in that. Mm. Um, it was interesting watching the documentary Never Sleep Again where they talk about her being approached to come back for the fourth one. And she wanted a bit more money, and they didn't want to They didn't want to put her in there? I thought that would have been interesting, because I thought she was pretty good. Maybe bring her back, then they wouldn't have had to sort of kill that character off.
1: Yeah. And look, if they had to come up with a, a movie that was quite solid, again, with her in it, she probably would have been on par with Nancy for the
0: series, yeah. really. Obviously, she's gone on to win an Oscar, so... Probably doesn't really talk about Nightmare on Street three often. No, <laughs> you don't think there's discussions around the table at dinner with the family? Never yeah, Nightmare well, three. Well, there should be. That you know, as I said, like like well, Seagal being responsible
1: for Kane's, Kane should have should have thanked Seagal in his. No, no, no.
0: Expect step Yeah, speech?
1: well, Patricia Arquette, you know, started from the bottom. Yeah,
0: well, right. started at the top. I would. I would yeah, do. well, it was a successful movie. Nightmare three. Shannon Elizabeth was in a movie called Jack Frost. Yeah, I've seen it. I believe she gets raped with a carrot. Yeah, let's not go there. not ordinary.
1: Yeah. I've seen Jack Frost too as well. For is reason. that the one that's in the Bahamas? Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> those Isn't
0: he a snowman? Yeah, those movies are a oh, disgrace. Oh, for God's sake. That um, is ugly, for sure. Brecken Meyer. <laughs> we all know him from such shit as, um, I believe, the Garfield films. Yes. Right? Can't hardly wait. Classic. One of my face. Um, he was in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Yeah. He was the one that was killed in the video game. Oh, that's right. I believe. He'll never Memory live it. He will never live that down. Never live it down. Charlie's Charlize Theron. Hmm. Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest.
1: Yeah. Children of the Corn. Good, bad, ugly. Well, Children of the Corn is one of those series that's always eluded me. <laughs> I've never seen any of them. I've seen... I think I've seen this. I don't think I remember her actually being in you know. it. I could never get a hold of the first <clears> one, <throat> and I didn't want to watch any of the others without having seen sort of... Oh, I don't think there's are sequential... One, two, well, you know, I, I understand
0: that, but it's a little, little thing
1: in my head where I just think, I can't jump in at part two. I've
0: got yeah, to see it from yeah, the start. See it from the start. So I've never, ever seen it. Look, if, I think if you go down to um, the reject shop, you'll <laughs> we'll probably find a six-pack. Well, I actually... Bucks. I
1: think I did see it once and thought... I'll go for it You know I think it had the first Three, three or four movies And I thought Yeah I'll, I'll go for it And then when I went back To get it from the shop It was gone And then I just thought Someone else not... bought it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For starters that was, that was it Somebody else was interested I don't know who But secondly I thought I cannot I cannot seek this out I can't bring myself To actually
0: go to some effort To find this Why not this. That um, series also had Naomi Watts mm, In part four Right and I also believe. Uh, also uh, bad. I think these would be more bad. Yeah, they'd be bad. They're not um, ugly. Nicholas Nicholas
1: um, Brendan from Buffy. I think he was in that same one that Charlie's Theron was in. Really? Yes. Huh. Um, can I throw one in there as well? Sure. Probably not first film, but we have to mention Brad Pitt.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, cutting class. class. That's the kind <laughs> of a movie. <laughs> Pardon the language. Really? Yeah, so yeah. we've
1: established it, good, bad, ugly, uh, and that I, one. <laughs> yeah, that's the Lowry. Blame's kind of a movie. Isn't look, it? he delivered a hell of a fly kick to. Yeah, him, yeah, adorable. So,
0: and um, he's not the—he's the classic jock character. Yeah. He's just
1: hopeless. I don't think <laughs> it should
0: be an ugly. But i got enough laughs out of the movie. Nah, it's, like a, it's, a, it's, a bad, it's a bad, yeah. It's not an ugly. Because it's a it's a bottom-of-the-barrel slasher film, but it, it does really, enough to keep you awake. <laughs> I, really, um, I
1: really want a gif of that fly kick. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> but, <laughs> uh It's, yeah, it's not one of his best. I think he probably looks back on it. Not so fondly.
1: Although well, we probably could put it in ugly now that you've established that whole new category. No,
0: nah, <laughs> that category... Probably only look Alan Dale, Houseboat Horror. There's the category for yeah, it. That, that's right. where that sort of fits. What an asshole. <laughs> that will do it for the discussion about which movie stars pandered to a lot of shit when they, were, when they were just starting out. No room for vanity projects there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back and we'll uh, let you know what we're going to cover for the episode next week. We'll be back next week with a another Netflix pick. We're going to get on Netflix, we're going to look around the action genre, and we're going to see what we come across. God only knows what that may be. Admittedly, we recently watched On Deadly Ground, <laughs> so I don't know if we can get that much lower. We're not picky. Well, not Piggy, no, clearly. I mean, admittedly, you were watching a movie where there was Cap Aware and all sorts of shit <laughs> in Falcon Rising, so God only knows what we'll, we'll stumble across. Um, quick shout out though to the podcast known as Claptrap, Claptrap, a mate of ours doing some stand up comedy,
1: yeah. Um, well, two of them actually, huh? fine footballers, uh, by the way, yeah, the pair of them, yeah, they've got a a podcast called Claptrap that's quite quite enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really fun, enjoyable. It's luck. actually
0: a really good idea,
1: and I believe we're going to rope one of them, yep, uh, in for a guest spot on this one. We'll eventually have the pair of them on, yep. But yeah, we'll
0: start off with with one member of the team, the Claptrap team. Well, the the first guest from the Claptrap team will bring a dry wit and a quality humour. Which are be not, lost on us. Not just dick jokes and stupid <laughs> shit about Kevin Baker's penis. Mate, well, they've got dick jokes, but they're just well-written ones. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's what they'll bring to the table. That's, that's right. So stay tuned, hang in, um, and wait till next week until we stumble across some pile of poop that will hopefully impress everybody. But other than that, take it easy, enjoy yourselves, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me or one word or lowercase at iinet.net.au.